Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 4, Gnana Karma Sannyasi Yoga. Yoga of renouncing actions in knowledge. Well, so far we have seen that actions are necessary, but actions are also binding. My ultimate goal is to get happiness. And the only way I feel happiness, I'm completely liberated from my limitations. And here I am acting in this world and actions are binding. So what is the prescription? What is that one yoga which will liberate me from these limitations? So in the beginning, Bhagavan said, this is the yoga which I taught from time immemorial to people. And people have been benefited by this, by practicing this yoga to release themselves from these bondages. So I'm going to teach you again. And see, the technique is very, very simple. You have to end all your actions in knowledge that you are not the actor. It is as simple as that. Right now we are taking burden upon ourselves of something which does not belong to us. A responsibility which does not belong to me, I'm taking upon myself, which is to control the karma phala. My constant goal in life is to get the desired results. That's why we plan five-year plan, three-year plan. People ask me all the time, Neil, what's your plan? I say, what do you mean, what's my plan? He says, I'm talking about retirement. What's your plan for retirement? So you have to plan out retirement in a particular manner so that then, it's a, then I'll can, I can enjoy the retirement. So we plan our actions keeping the final results in mind which is karma phala. Karma phala by very nature is not in my hand because I'm not the karma phala data. The rest of the world is the karma phala data. I act in the world, react. And that burden on me is binding me. And once it, once you realize that, you are not the actor. The one who you think you are, this body, mind and intellect is not the one who you try to satisfy. The one which is seeking happiness is someone other than your body, mind and intellect. One who wants to be liberated is someone other than your body, mind and intellect. So he starts out by giving his identity, say, Ajaha Apisan Avyayatma. My myself is unborn, deathless, immutable, and also do not take part in any actions and therefore the karmas don't bind me. The actions which I don't take part in, they cannot bind me. Bhagavan said, at the macrocosm, I am the all-pervading Brahman, who is infinite, unborn, deathless. And at the micro level, Atman has the exact same quality. So at the macro level, he is Brahman, the all-pervading Almighty, all-potent, omniscient God. 
at a macro level is myself, which I constantly refer to I, is nothing but his own self, Atman. We have logically deducted in our discussion that this world cannot be separate from him. Because when he created this universe, the cosmos, the Brahmand, no other material available to him other than his own self, he created out of his own self. And therefore, you and I in this world cannot be any separate from him. But that understanding, when it takes place, that this room space is no different than the space outside, then all the limitations of the room space will be gone. So right now the room space thinks it's limited by its wall, floor and ceiling and it is suffering from its limitation. I want to be taller. I want this room to have higher ceiling. These limitations are also nothing but his own manifestation. If God is omnipresent, where is my body, my intellect, my mind? They are also part of him only. There is only one material available to him to create this universe, which is his own self. So he created out of his own self. And now I'm trying to liberate his self from these limitations, which are also part of his self. It is like a cup which is made up of ice. It is immersed into water. So the water outside the cup is also water Water inside the cup is also water. And the cup itself is nothing but water. But the crystallization creates identification of name and form and shape. This is our ego. The ego is the crystallization of the shape of a cup. When it melts, it will be all water. So Bhagavan said, once you start realizing that the self you are trying to liberate is already liberated... It is not taking part in any of your actions and therefore it is not bound by it. But you are now identifying the self with this limited body, mind and intellect with his name, forms and colors and therefore you are reflecting all its limitations. So he said then now you start contemplating on it and then live your life. So we have seen that how to live life is Vitaraga, Bhayakrodha without any attachment without any particular desired fruits of actions which I had been trying to achieve, which is not in my hand. But live naturally, according to your Swadharma. We have learned Swadharma. Find your Swadharma. This body has its own Swadharma. Mind has its own Swadharma. Intellect has its own Swadharma. Just go with their flow. If I try to make this hall into a concert hall, I'll be disappointed. It does not have any of the qualities of a concert hall. I try to have a music party here and then I say, I don't sound good here. Oh, because the hall does not have the quality to have the acoustics of a concert hall. As long as I live with the limitations of this room, I'll be happy with this room. As soon as I get out of my expectations of what this hall can do, I'll be disappointed. So Bhagavan said, Follow your Swadharma and do actions without any attachment and any particular expectation of the fruits of actions. So the last verse, the 22nd day, this is the state you should be achieving. To be happy, to be perfectly happy. 
the stage which you have to achieve is yadrucha labha santushtaha whatever comes to me without efforts that sounds well tricky to understand does not mean that you didn't put your efforts but without conniving and manipulating the results so that everything will fall in place as i want it's not going to happen it is not in your hand no matter how smart you are therefore you act according to your dharma then whatever comes without any efforts of manipulating you be santushta be content with it you put your efforts the results came you realize that was according to my efforts move on to the next step yadruchalab santushta dvandva atitaha of course we know that there are times that will be conducive the time the fruits will be not conducive i expected something i was targeting to achieve this but i end up getting this so that's going to happen that's a given that the law of nature the things will be different every time same effort you put two different times get two different results the last time i said this and everybody was very excited and this time i said let's do this and nobody is excited so the world will be like that we're constantly changing therefore you will be buffeted between hope and dejection go beyond that be happy vimatsaraha without envy now this sounds very difficult but it is the only way you can be happy because as we have seen in our analogies it's always somebody will be a little better than me no matter how high i go i saw on cnbc some place the most difficult group of people to plan for the retirement is the people who are millionaires it easier from one who is in a 100000 range they can project what i'm going to rate how many times current income you need for retirement it's easy for a guy who is making 60000 dollars a year guys making 10 million dollars a year is very difficult this is very difficult for as you go higher and higher to achieve that perfection bill gates if you ask him that you need an income seven times your current income to retire but well, he will never be able to retire so bhagwan said that vimatsara do not judge your situation by comparing with the other person you do not know his situation every time i see facebook i get very depressed because everybody else in the world seems so happy <laughs> i'm the only one who has all this responsibilities and problems do not compare your situation with that that's where the envy comes i stop reading fortune and bloomberg newsweek everything because it depresses me i feel so depressed that i don't have any idea how to improve this world vimatsaraha bhagwan said only way to be happy is not to compare your situation with others sama siddha asiddha we know success and failure it's a relative term but you decided what success is and you did what failure is you remember that whatever really came is what you really deserved swami used to say you don't get what you desire you get what you deserve समसिद्धौ असिद्धौ च कृत्वापि न निबद्धते ही नेवर गेट्स बाउंड बाय एनी एक्शंस ही परफॉर्म गुड बैड और अगली बिकॉज़ वंस यू परफॉर्म एक्शंस यू आर डन विद देयर नथिंग यू कैन डू अबाउट इट सो व्हाटएवर कम्स बैक इज ओके नेक्स्ट मूव लेट्स गो टू द नेक्स्ट वन 
He said, that's the state you need to achieve. And it seems very difficult, but it is truly, I'll tell you, it is the only way you will be happy when you get to closer to that state. It may not be exactly as you imagine in your mind what yogi should be. But at some level you have to achieve this to be happy, Bhagavan said. So, next verse says, Gata sangasya muktasya gnana avasthita chetasaha yagnaya acharataha karma samagram praviliyate Our goal right from the beginning was not to be bound by my actions. My actions should be always pristine and come with the results which are complete so I will never have to be reacting to it. So I don't want to be bound by my actions. So the first goal we have said is Gata Sangasya, attachment to your actions. Whose actions will be as perfect as they need to be to achieve the goal which we established in the previous verse? One who is not attached to his actions. Once I'm attached to my actions, I had an interview. I thought I did the best in my interview. This happens all the time when we go for an interview. We come back and they select us. How can they select him? I think we were the best team. Let's call them up. Give us the feedback. What happened? What did we not do? And the poor guys, <laughs> we had four firms. All of them were qualified. We had to pick one. But you said, no, no, but what did we not do? You did everything right. But we thought the other guy was a little better than you are. A little more appropriate for this project. But we are so attached to our actions, we think that our actions are the most appropriate should get the result I'm looking for. But once I perform action, I should not be attached to the Gata Sangasya. We are detached to your actions. Muktasya. We are liberated. Once you perform actions and move on, you are liberated from it. You feel free because you're not thinking about it. Gnana avasthita chetasaha. But this thing only came because I'm established in knowledge. I have learned over and over and over again. The results are not in my hand. Once that knowledge takes place, that no matter how better I do, results will never be in my hand. Same presentation you make one time and you were the best and next time they will say you were the lowest. What happened? Well, the world moved on. <laughs> you didn't move on. So it said, Gnana Vastit Chetasaha, his intellect is established in the knowledge that only control I have is on my own actions and not on the results. Yagnaya Acharataha Karma. Therefore, he is acting for only one reason. Yagnaya. We learned in the previous chapter, Yagnarthat karmano anyatra loko yam karma bandhanaha. All actions are binding except those performed for yagna. Yagna we have at least defined for ourselves for the greater good. Whatever the original ritual of yagna was, it was done for the greater good at the time. And as the society moved on, the yagna became a symbol of doing something which is for the greater good. If all my actions have a greater good, well, that doesn't mean that I don't do anything for myself. I'm doing it that benefit the society and the community and this universe. And because I'm part of it, I'll be benefited anyway. And therefore, whatever I do, it will not be 
ever be just for me or just for my family. It's always for the greater good. So if I'm an architect, if I don't design just to get the fees, but at least I think the environment should be better, living conditions should improve, working conditions should improve with my design, but I'm doing it for greater good. Sustainable designs, smallest carbon footprint I can create in my buildings. Buildings are the energy guzzlers. Buildings take the most energy. So where you should focus on how can I make my buildings more sustainable? So Bhagwan said, once you are performing all your actions only for the yagnaya, only for the purpose of the greater good, samagram praviliyate, they will all be dissolved. You are not bound by any of your actions. That's an advice. No matter how small an act it is, I'm raising my child. Well, you are doing for a greater good. If he becomes a productive member of the society, you're helping the society. If he becomes a leader in the society, you're helping the society. If he becomes the efficient worker in the society, you're helping the society. So raising your child is also, you're doing for greater good. Once you have that in mind, then you say all your actions, you'll be liberated. And then comes that milestone verse, Brahmarpanam Brahmahavihe. Brahmagnau Brahmana Hutam Brahmevatena Gantavyam Brahma Karma Samadhina. And as Swamiji says, it is chanted before taking meal. At least in Srimam is a tradition. Before you eat, you chant this verse. Because it's a constant reminder that there is no other reality other than that Supreme Self. All manifestations in this world I see through my senses is nothing but his own manifestation. Whether I, you, him, her, it, what I'm consuming, all is nothing but his. Because if God is omnipresent, where is anything else? There cannot be anything else. Because the moment you say there is something other than God exists, you're limiting God. Moment you say, I'm not omnipresent in this chair, there's somebody else sitting here. So the God to be omnipresent, which is accepted by all religions, all the time. There's not a single religion which says God is only on Mount Kailas. And therefore when he does Tanda Nrutya, we will have the earthquake. That my conception of God, where God is omnipresent, is common to all religions. If I remember this, that every activity that taking place, the actor, the field of actions, the object of the activity, they're all one and the same. Just as I said, the cup made up of ice. Ice is nothing but crystallization of the water itself. That crystallization creates ego, the plurality. Brahmarpanam, so taking the classic analogy of yagna, because we've been talking about yagna, that you offer your actions in a yagna spirit. Brahmarpanam, that which is offering is also Brahman. Whatever I'm offering, my actions in this world I'm offering, they're only possible because of the Almighty is functioning to me. Brahmarpanam, so what I'm offering is also Brahman. Brahmahavihe, obviously in yagna you pour the ghee. So whatever you're pouring into their actions is also Brahman alone. Brahma Agnav, 
to what you are offering, the field of your actions is also nothing but Brahman. Brahmana Hutam, who is offering? You. That's also nothing but Brahman. Offerer is Brahman. The oblation, whatever you are offering, the actions are also Brahman. And the field of actions, where you are pouring your actions, is also Brahman. It's like in my own dream. The whole environment I have created is also my mind. I who is participating in the dream is also me. And the people who are either supporting me, chasing me, what, they are also me. The entire world of my dream is nothing but me and me alone. In this waking world, Bhagavan said, I keep in mind that nothing but my own self is the field of my actions, my actions in the actor is also the same. Brahma eva tena gantavyam, Brahma karma samadhina. For those whose actions are aligned with that understanding of Brahman, all your actions are going to the Brahman alone. Now when I'm not aligned with that thought, actions are coming back to me as results. That is a good, bad, wrongly. Because I'm saying, I am the ego. I am the individual performing actions in this world. So that world is reacting and I am then getting either happiness or unhappiness out of it. But when I am aligned with my thought, that there cannot be anything different. My enemies are also nothing but his expressions. They are being enabled to be my enemy because he is functioning through them. And I am defending myself because he is functioning through me. Brahmevatena Gantavya. All those offerings are going to the Brahman alone because I have identified with that Brahman. Devam eva apare yagnam yoganah paryupasate Brahmagnav apare yagnam yagnena eva upajhuvati. Now the next six verses, as Swamiji says, gives us twelve different type of yagnas. The recommendation was act for the yagna only because all other actions are binding other than those performed in the spirit of yagna. Yagna is basically you are offering something that you think is not yours. So Gita Gnani Yagna, Swami used to have Gita Gnani Yagna. What are we offering? We are offering our ignorance of Gita into the knowledge of Gita. So after that yagna, I will have the knowledge of Gita. So Bhagavan says, now there are various ways you can perform this yagna. Now your mental attitude can be in a various different ways to achieve that state of performing actions in yagna spirit. First is, daivam apare yagnam yoginah paryupasate. Some yogis offer yagna to the devas. And Swamiji says there are many different commentators who have interpreted this verse in many different ways. But he says the operative word here is yogi. Not that some people are offering yagna to deva. Yogi, some yogis are offering yagna to devas. So they will see that this world of plurality that I see, the world of my sense objects and senses, that the devas are my senses, and this world is offering the objects to these devas. This whole world of my sight is offering all the objects of the sight to my sense of sight. Then for my ears, the deva, the, all the whole world of my sound 
is offering their objects to my deva of my the same way the other three you know the taste and touch and smell this is some see this world when they're experiencing this experience in the world the music art they're seeing that this all the world is offering to this devas in me brahma agnam apare yagnam yagnena upajhavati others will see that this brahman alone is functioning through me which enables these devas in me without the consciousness in me the senses will have no power and therefore now he sees that the central theme is my consciousness which is enabling the senses to go out and work in this world outside but it is not participating all his experiences now he is offering to the consciousness to the brahman he sees all that good bad and ugly happening in his life as is happening all offered to the brahman others is the whole world is offering to his senses his devas this is various ways this yagna can be performed and adjust your mental attitude towards your life so now you see the same thing you are doing you see there is a yagna happening all your life we'll stop right here om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shantihi 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 hari hiyo श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ